Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe Do You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today we have a very special Halloween episode for you guys. So today on the show, um, we actually have our grandmother and we're going to have our dead on a little bit later. And one of the reasons we're doing this episode is because you all heard episode zero and some of the feedback that we got was, wait, but what's the history with your grandpa, your grandfather? What happened? What did he do? Give us more information. So that's what this episode's going to be about. And we just want to give you a little heads up. Uh, the part with our grandmother is going to be in Spanish. So for you non-Spanish speakers or people who don't understand Spanish, we will translate a little bit later. In the description, we will give you a little timestamp of where you want to go ahead and skip to the English part or if you want to skip over the Spanish part. That way you don't have to go through that entire part. So without further ado, here is our grandma. Hoy nos va a contar un poquito de su historia o la historia más bien de, de las experiencias que tuvieron en, en su casa con mi abuelo, las cosas que vio con mi abuelo y este, ¿qué, fue, qué fueron, cómo era mi abuelo? O sea, ¿qué, qué fueron sus creencias, grandma? Uh, sus creencias eran uh, que le gustaba uh, estudiar la magia negra. La magia negra. Sí. Entonces era como satánico o era... Ah, ah, era algo así como satánico. Ah, ok. ¿Y, ¿Y qué experiencias tuvieron ahí en la casa con él o, o por, su, por, por lo que hacía? Bueno, pues ah, cuando salíamos para afuera eh, de la casa, oíamos que se movían todos los muebles de la casa, se, se oía mucho ruido y cuando entrábamos, pues estaba todo en orden, estaba todo uh, como si no hubiera habido nunca un ruido. Uh -huh. ¿Y, ¿Y todas esas cosas o sea, pasaban cuando él todavía vivía ahí sí. o ya cuando se había ido de la casa? No, cuando todavía vivía ahí. Ah, ok. Y cuando se, cuando se fue de la casa, cuando ya no vivía con ustedes, ¿seguían las cosas o dejaron de pasar esas cosas? No, uh, dejaron de pasar las cosas. Dejaron de pasar. Sí. Ok, y yo sé que una vez uh, me contaste o nos has contado de, de algo que viste en la parte de atrás de la casa. ¿Nos sí, en platicar? el patio de mi casa. Esta es mi, mi historia más favorita, so. Este, si nos puedes contar un poquito de, de qué es lo que viste ese día o esa noche, no, no, no me acuerdo si fue de día era, o de noche. Era de noche. ¿De noche? Sí. ¿Y qué es lo que viste? Uh, estaba yo en el, en el patio de mi casa, estaba sentada en uno de los columpios de, de mis hijos y, y luego se me apareció un hombre con todo vestido de negro, nunca le pude ver la cara. Estaba vestido todo de negro este, y yo pues yo sentía que era Satanás el que estaba ahí parado. Entonces yo molesta, enojada, le decía que si era Satanás que viniera, que se acercara y que me hablara y que fuera por mí, si sí, sí, de veras era Satanás, pero aquel hombre no se movía. Y estuvo un buen tiempo ahí y yo hablándole y, y pues sí, yo maldecía, pero ya este uh, se me desapareció y, y ya no ya no vi nada. Pero no, así como apareció, así desapareció, así, sin dejar huella ni rastro ni nada. Después, a los otro día que salí para afuera a curiosear porque tenía curiosidad. Eh, estaba una mancha del zacate, estaba una rueda del zacate, estaba como quemado, como que estaba quemado. Entonces, este, pero era una rueda grande como, como cuando está una persona y ve, entonces, este, pues me entró la curiosidad y como a la semana, eh, comencé a escarbar porque quería quitar todo aquel sacate 
seco y poner sacate nuevo y comencé a escarbar y lo primero que saqué fueron a uh, una virgen de, de bulto y un Cristo, un crucifijo, pero volteados para, con la cabeza para abajo y estaban ahí enterrados. Y, y pues me sorprendió. ¿ves? Entonces, pues me pasaban muchas cosas muy curiosas, muy raras, que, que de como de tener miedo uh -huh. ahí en la casa. Entonces, ahí en esa área en donde encontraste esas cosas, ¿es en donde habías visto al Señor? Sí, ahí, lo, ahí estaba. A, ahí era el único lugar que estaba quemado a Zacate. Mm. Entonces, también lo que te quería preguntar era que cuando tú lo viste, o sea, ¿habías volteado hacia un lado y lo volteaste y lo viste o nomás se te apareció? No, estaba yo así frente a la puerta de mi casa. De mi, de mi casa porque estaba afuera, sí. y volteé para el lado y fue cuando vi a aquella persona ahí, aquel bulto negro, fue sí. cuando lo vi, no, y no tenía cómo entrar porque era, mi casa estaba cercada toda. Sí, y entonces, y luego cuando desapareció, igual volteaste y luego volteaste de nuevo y ya se había no, desaparecido. No, no, no volteé, sino que me quedé viéndolo y... Y, y maldiciendo uh -huh. y, y diciéndole que si era tan diablo que viniera por mí, que allí estaba, que yo lo estaba esperando. Pero de repente, así como apareció, así se me desapareció allí mismo. Sí. Sí, Acá. se volvió nada. ¿Tenías miedo, Gama? Ah, no, tenía mucho coraje. Mucho coraje. O sea, te valía, o sea, era el, si fuera el diablo, no, o sea, era tu casa y... Ahí no te iban a espantar. Exactamente. No, pues eres una mujer muy, con mucho coraje. No, y también cuando me iba a matar. ¿Él te iba a matar? Sí, me iba a matar porque él, los libros que él tenía eh, ah. decían que para, para él entrar a, la, a, a, a ser miembro tenía que matar a una persona. De su familia. Ah, mi abuelo, dices, que sí. te tenía que matar. Sí. Ah. Oh. Mi abuelo uh, me llevó al mar mm. y me iba a matar allí. Lo malo es que se llevó a los niños. Uh -huh. Y por los niños, pues, no, no, no me mató, pero, pero él me quería matar para entregarle mi alma a Satanás porque era lo que decía en los libros que tenía que matarme para entregarme para él poder este ser ya digno del de Satanás. ¿Cómo te sentiste cuando, cuando él estaba diciendo eso? ¿Todavía estabas enojado con eso también? O? No, sí, sí, me, me daba mucho coraje que, que hiciera esas cosas frente a mis hijos, frente a sus propios hijos. Y, y era, yo creo que era lo que me, me llenaba de valor y, y, y de, uh, como de rechazo hacia lo que él estaba haciendo. Y por eso yo creo que no se le concedía lo que él quería y lo que el enemigo estaba deseando. Porque yo tenía mucho coraje y mucho resentimiento por, porque lo hacía frente a mis hijos. Uh -huh. ¿Y qué, hacía, qué hicieron mi papá y mi tío cuando pasó eso? Eh, estaban llorando. Uh -huh. ¿Estaban encerrados en el carro? O estaban, ah, estaban en el carro, uh -huh. pero tenían la ventana abierta y, y ellos vieron y, y comenzaron a llorar y a llorar y, y gritaban y lloraban y, y fue cuando me soltó. ¿Y qué? ¿Te estaba tratando de ahogar en el mar? ¿o el de ahogarme. Me estaba metiendo al mar para ahogarme. Pues qué hijo, y no fue la primera vez que intentó, bueno, ah, no. eh, esa fue la primera vez que él, él mismo intentó matarte, ¿verdad? Sí. Pero había ha mandado a alguien también a, a intentar. Ah, después, no. después de que me divorcié de él. Entonces él, o sea, tuvo, él, te has librado de, de, de él. 
sí. ya más de una vez. Sí. Me acuerdo que me estabas diciendo de sus libros que tenía, que tenían símbolos malos. Y tenían a Satanás ahí y se veían porque yo veía los libros porque me daba... Y yo quería saber qué era lo que él estaba haciendo y veía el morbo y, y veía en las páginas, veía a monstruos destrozando cuerpos humanos, los cortaban en pedacitos, los degollaban, este, los quemaban. Este, estaban feos esos libros, bien feos. Y como yo no entendía inglés y era puro inglés, así es de que pues, me imaginaba lo que estaba pasando. Sí. ¿Y, ¿Y qué hicieron con esos libros? ¿Se quedaron en la casa? O? No. A, a mí me, me dijeron que tenía que sacar esos libros porque en mi casa se oían muchas cosas muy negativas, muy malas. Se mm. veían luces, se, se, se oían ruidos y me dijeron que tenía que sacar los libros este porque tuve que hablarle a un sacerdote que fuera a vender mi casa a bendecir mi casa y, y fue y le enseñé los libros y me dijo que tenía que deshacerme de los libros uh -huh. entonces me dijo más o menos a dónde podía llevarlos fue fuera de aquí de Brownsville sí. este no me acuerdo si fuera en si eran en Mercedes, no, no, no recuerdo bien dónde era, pero yo tenía que agarrar carretera. Uh -huh. Y cuando iba, no llevé a mis hijos, sino llevé una señora que conocía más el camino que yo, y íbamos por el Expressway, y de repente me tronó una llanta y eran nuevas, y, y iba por el, subiendo el puente, en el puente, y se me reventó la llanta y se me descontroló el carro y ya íbamos a voltearnos, pero Dios nos libró y llegamos a, a nos paramos y una persona fue y nos ayudó a, a arreglar la llanta del carro y llegamos allá a, a donde teníamos que llegar y, y entregué los libros y ya de regreso ya no me pasó nada. Llegamos bien tranquilas, uh -huh. pero ya, ya los libros ya no estaban conmigo. ¿Y después de que dejaron los libros, este, siguieron pasando cosas en la casa? O... Ah, sí. Todavía. Seguían y, pasando cosas. ¿Y todavía estaba él o ya para entonces ya se habían divorciado? No, todavía estaba él. Entonces, tal vez, o sea, piensas que tal vez uh, estaba... O sea, pegados a él todavía. Sí, todavía estaban. Desde entonces, este, uh, comenzó a, a tratar mal a mis hijos. Y uh -huh. luego eh, comenzó a agarrar y eh, trabajaba en una tienda. Y, y luego les llamaba cuando salieran de la escuela. Y, y luego me les metían las a las mochilas. Cosas robadas que se robaban y se las ponía a mis hijos. Y entonces, pues yo peleé mucho con él por eso, porque me estaba tratando mal a los niños. Y entonces decidí divorciarme. Sí. Y, y me divorcié. ¿Y ya después de que se divorciaron, se, o sea, ya pararon las cosas en la casa o aún así seguían pasando? No, ya no pasaban. Ya cuando él se fue de la casa, ya, ya mi casa se quedó tranquila. Uh -huh. ¿Y la volvieron a bendecir, a bendecir después sí, de que se fue? después la, de, fueron otra vez a bendecirla. Me acuerdo también, Grandma, que de una historia que me dijiste de, de esa luz. Ah, una, una luz blanca que se me movía para toda, por toda la, la casa sin moverse para arriba, para abajo, sino derecha, derecha, y se iba y se me desaparecía en la, en la puerta de, la, de salir, en la salida. Mm. Se me desaparecía aquella luz. Y eran todas las noches que de, 
que comenzaban en la puerta de la, de la, de la cocina y, y pasaban por toda la sala, así el comedor, y se paraban en la puerta de la, de la, para salir para afuera. Y allí se desaparecía, pero era una luz blanca. Y, y, y como a qué hora todos los días pasaba? En la noche. A las 7, las 8 de la noche, las 9, a la hora que yo estaba sentada allí y mis niños también la veían. ¿Y qué, qué crees que, que era? Pues yo primero no creía nada, después me, me dijeron, comenté a una persona y me dijo que posible era un ángel que me estaba protegiendo a mí y mi familia. Y para esto ya estaba fuera de la casa mi, mi abuelo, abuelo. todavía estaba, todo, no, ya se había ido. Ya se había ido. Y era una luz blanca, dijiste, ¿verdad? Sí, era una luz blanca. ¿Y no te asustó? No, estaba... no, no, no me daba miedo aquella luz. Cosa curiosa que no me daba miedo. Me sentía muy tranquila, muy segura. A ver si era un, un ángel nomás mirando, like, ok, ¿todo está bien? Sí, ok, ya me voy. Pero después vinieron otros problemas, después oh. de, de mi divorcio. Él no estaba contento y pues me hizo muchas cosas malas, eh, este, muchas cosas que me dañaron emocionalmente. Uh -huh. Y luego me dijo que yo era una víbora, que, que, me iba, que él me iba a ver que andaba arrastrándome como las víboras y que le iba a dar mucha risa y que me iba a pisotear. Y, y yo le decía que no, que eso no lo iba a ver nunca. Este, entonces, de, él, que él peleó porque quería a quitarme los niños y, y quitarme la casa. Pero la casa no era de él. La casa yo la estaba pagando, la casa era mía. Y le dijo el abogado que no, que la casa no me la podía quitar y que los niños tampoco me los podía quitar porque eran, eran menores de edad y tenían que vivir con su mamá. Uh -huh. este, después agarró y... Ay, pagó para que me mataran, me mandó matar. Y estaban mis hijos allí conmigo esa noche que me fueron a asesinar. Y tú, tú lograste, o sea, librar, o sea, que no te hiciera nada y hasta lo perseguiste, ¿no? Lo perseguí, perseguí al hombre, a, a me fui atrás de él, quiso brincar la cerca, le agarré una pierna y yo no quería dejarlo y yo creo que le lastimé la pierna porque ah, se quejaba y, y, y comenzó a salirle sangre pero venció él y, y pudo salirse porque la otra tenía la otra pierna afuera nada más una pierna ves entonces después mis hijos dijeron que que ellos habían, sabían, porque ellos iban, cuando ellos iban a que los, a, a, al negocio donde él trabajaba, que ellos veían que hablaba con aquellos dos señores, eran dos, uh -huh. y que les pagó y les dio, y, y les dio la, un mapa de mi casa y cómo entraran a mi casa, ¿ves? Y, pero ellos dijeron después y le dijeron al juez que, que ellos lo habían visto. Entonces fue cuando él odió más a mis hijos, ya no quiso saber de ellos. Pues creo que fue lo mejor, o sea, que ella se alejara de, de ellos y que no volviera a la, o sea, a la vida de ellos o de ustedes porque pues al parecer les causó bastantísimo daño especialmente cuando él estaba ah, ahí que tenía sus libros y que hacía ritos feos 
ahí en la casa que no me gustaban y que siempre vivíamos este, uh, de pleito, con dificultades, nunca, nunca estábamos bien, eh, como que el maligno estaba ahí metido en la casa uh -huh. y yo siempre andaba con mucho coraje. ¿Tipo, ¿Qué tipo de ritos se hacía? No sé, porque se encerraba en, 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 en un cuarto y, y, y nunca, nunca nos dejaba entrar mm. cuando estaba haciendo sus cosas. Y también tenían muchas, uh, muchos animales ahí en la sí. casa, ¿verdad? ¿Y no los usaba para sus cosas él? Nunca supe. Te digo que él se encerraba eh, en el cuarto mm -hmm. y, y les, le ponía llave por dentro y pues nosotros no, no sabíamos. Sí. Cuando se fue a la casa de tu papá a vivir, que también llevó la ouija. Sí. No, pues sí, esa sí la alcancé a encontrar una vez. Bueno, el primer episodio que sacamos, o el episodio cero que, que fue, este sí comenté un poquito de eso. O sea, porque uh, estábamos allí y... Y pues le, como le dije a mi hermana en ese episodio, pues los anunciaban en la tele como si fueran cualquier juego así de niño o algo así. Y pues lo encontré y que lo saco y comienzo a moverle ahí jugando con él. Y, y me acuerdo que pues que se metió, o sea, se entró al cuarto y que me regañó, que me dijo que eso no es algo con lo que se juega y que esto y lo otro. Y, pero pues no me dijo nada, no me dijo por qué nomás me dijo así, pues yo no entendía en ese tiempo, por, en ese, en, sí, pues. En esa edad. En, en esa, sí, en ese tiempo, cuando tenía, que, que fueron como cinco años, creo, seis, este, porque como te digo, o sea, nomás fue algo que yo vi como un juguete, entonces ya fue hasta después, cuando ya estaba más grande, que supe lo que era eso y, y, y el por qué me, se había molestado que lo había agarrado. Y pues para mí, yo siempre tuve en esa, en, en la casa, de hecho que es una casa, la casa en donde, en donde vivo ahorita, este, ese cuarto siempre me dio mala vibra. Sí, vi, vi, sí miedo también. Um, por muchos años, hasta hace unos años atrás que, que mi hermana me ayudó a hacer como una limpia de la casa y este... Y pues que sí, que, um, que ya por fin pude estar más tranquilo en la casa y, y en eso, hasta en ese cuarto. Pero pues por tantos años sí, sí tuve esa, como ese cuarto me daba un poco de miedo. Y fue el cuarto en donde él se quedaba. Entonces, sí. no sé qué cosas hacía él ahí, si hacía cosas ahí o okay, qué, pero... Y la verdad es que no sé cuánto duró en la casa. Nomás me acuerdo que estuvo un tiempo y luego que ya se salió. O que lo sacaron, más bien. Sí. No, no, no tengo muchas memorias de, de él. O ni tengo. O nena, ni una. Ni, sí, ni una. Eso de, eso de Satanás, de gente que trabaja con, con, con Satanás, es, es muy malo. Muy malo para los seres. ¿Y cómo te sentiste, Grandma? Porque yo sé que tú eres una persona que tiene mucho fe y you know, um, hablas con los ángeles y con, con, con Dios. y ¿Cómo era eso? A, a, a ser una persona de fe y luego que tu marido... Sí, mi fe nunca se quitó. Eh, eh, nunca... Eh, yo nunca perdí mi fe, por eso, por eso me decían, me dijeron que yo tenía un ángel que me cuidaba, porque yo no perdí mi fe y por eso, por eso a mí me daba mucha rabia, mucho coraje, por eso siempre vivía con coraje por, por todo lo que le estaba haciendo, que yo sabía que no era cosa buena, ¿ves? Eh, y, y yo mi fe nunca la perdí, yo siempre tuve fe en Dios, en la Virgen y en mis ángeles que me iban a proteger y que me iban a cuidar, que hasta ahorita lo han hecho. 
¿no? Y, y bastante. Y le damos gracias a los ángeles que te han protegido tanto tiempo y, y tanto. Y de tanto, y de tanto. So that was our grandmother, María de los Ángeles, which means Mary of the Angels. Um, yes, uh, just, I mean, we've heard these stories before and we just thought it would be something interesting to give you more background on our grandfather because we know that you guys had asked, some of you guys had asked to, you know, like, what's going on with your grandfather? You to kinda, elaborate. Yeah, we kind of, got I guess, left you guys in a cliffhanger, which was our intention. We didn't want to give all that juicy juiciness away right at the beginning but uh so basically what she started off talking to us about was um how they would be outside of the house like i guess with the neighbor for example and at that time it was you know there was no ac they didn't have a window unit or anything like that so a lot of the times they would have the windows open and uh you know to let the air circulate and stuff like that but while they were outside of the house whether it be in their yard or in the next door neighbor's yard or whatever they could hear furniture moving around. Like they could hear like somebody was moving stuff inside of the house. And, uh, but then when they would go back home, they said that all the furniture or she would say, she said that all the furniture was, was back to normal. Like nothing. It's like nothing was ever moved, but they could hear those, those things happening. So that was kind of some of the, some of the things that they would experience in the house. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that was one of the first stories or ghost stories that dad ever kind of told us or maybe not ghost stories, but one of the first experiences um, that dad kind of talked about. But the next story that she went into was it's literally my all time favorite. I, she's told me this story like 10 times, but it, I I don't know. I love it. Um, so basically, she was uh, outside and, you know, they had like little playscape and she was swinging on the swing. And all of a sudden, this this black mass appeared uh, by this tree, and she knew it was evil. She could feel just the evil coming off of this thing, and she was just so pissed at this point. Like so many bad things had been happening, um, and like they could just never catch a break. So like she wasn't even scared of this thing. She was just mad. She was like, "If if you're you know Satan, then come on over here, come do something." And if you guys know my grandma, you know that's exactly her personality like yeah, she's definitely <laughs> she's not she's feisty like she's not afraid of anything uh, apparently not even satan himself and um so she was basically telling off this thing whatever it was cussing at and, him yeah cussing him out telling him you know all the things and <laughs> um he eventually just basically vanished and Um, one thing that she didn't say uh, this time around, but she has said in the past was, um, well, one, yeah, that she wasn't scared of it. And two, she was like, I'm pretty sure he was more scared of me than I was scared of him. And I told her, I was like, oh, like, was it because you know that you have angels protecting you and you're protected by them? So like nothing bad can get to you. She's like, no, I'm pretty sure I have a devil inside me, too. And he's just more scared of the devil inside me. And I was like, uh, oh, Okay, not the answer I was expecting. But uh, again, it's very much my grandmother to say something like that. Um, so after that, uh, it was the next day she went back inside and um, came out the next morning and she was curious. So she goes out to the tree and where she saw this entity, this black uh, figure, the grass was like dried up, like burnt like you know what you would expect after the sun's been beating down on grass and it hasn't gotten any water but just in this one spot everything else is fine um so again her curiosity got the best of her and she starts digging and she found the statue of uh, virgin mary flipped upside down like buried in the ground and she also found a crucifix same thing buried in the ground flipped upside down um, i personally don't know what what that means or what that is for well I'm but... gonna, yeah I, i i don't know what it's for exactly but i am gonna just real quick uh something that happened our grandmother our other grandmother oh, yeah. our maternal grandmother passed away i think i was about seven um and she she had already you know been gone for a while um but there was this one time that we went to go visit her um her grave and uh my grandfather when he was still alive he would always 
you know, make sure to dig up all the grass that was around her gravesite just so that people like knew that there was a somebody that or like, you know, somebody had been buried there so that they weren't stepping all over the grass or stepping all over her 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 gravesite and stuff like that. And and one day I remember we went to go visit and we found that like I saw like this plastic, this piece of plastic like paper or something like that. So I grabbed it and I pulled it out and I was like, Oh hey, look, it's a Virgin Mary. But it was also buried upside down in her grave. And I remember, that. Like, I remember like my mother and my aunts, like, I don't know if my grandfather was there at the time. I'm sure he was. But they all freaked out and they like kind of like they didn't slap it out of my hand, but they told me to like drop it. And then I, they got the shovel and they just like launched it, you know, towards the edge of tree the line. Uh, yeah, the tree line. And uh, they just said that it was like some sort of like witchcraft or black magic type thing. So, I mean, I'm assuming it's the same thing because like I've we've found that before and she, I mean my grandmother who uh wasn't there for this in- instance like just told us the same thing you know for that so yeah no I mean yeah I assume it's something bad but I, I, that's always because of that situation or that instance also uh with our other grandmother's um grave I've always been curious like what what that was or what that ritual or what that you know does yeah what it's for and so i you know i'm curious if any of our listeners happen to know what that's about um please please let us know because i've been thinking about it for i don't know 20 years (laughs) (laughs) yeah no seriously um so yeah so that's what she ended up finding and um yeah the next thing that she kind of went into eric if you want to talk yeah she said she uh she had found some books um also and she said that on those books, like there was a lot of uh, like on the cover, I guess there was a lot of like just ugly images. And she said even in like on the inside, there was, you know, people being ripped apart by, I guess, what seemed to be like demons and stuff like that. And just a bunch of ugly images inside the books. And then she said that she couldn't uh, since she didn't know how to read English, that she really didn't understand what was in the books. So. Uh, so what she ended up telling us too was like she mentioned those books and then she started telling us about the time that apparently he tried to kill her uh which wasn't the first well no this was the first time there was another time where he didn't try to do it personally but he had someone try and have her killed yeah basically he hired a hitman to kill her um but this time she said that i guess he took her to the beach and uh apparently he tried to drown her uh, I guess in the ocean or in the at the beach, um, but she said that what what really ticked her off was the fact that uh, that you know her sons were there. My dad and my uncle were both there witnessing this, you know. So and if again, if you know my grandmother, you know that she's a fighter. Uh, you know, she's hard headed woman. She is like she will not you know give up, give up ever. So you know she fought. I guess my my grandfather off and he wasn't able to succeed in in what he was trying to do and apparently he, he had to do this from what she was saying um to I guess try and get in good with the devil to try and get his her soul to him so that he could be I guess in his good graces or you know whatever you do when you give the devil somebody's soul yeah so then the second time apparently that he was that he tried to get her killed my grandmother was talking to us about how um i guess at this point she had already started trying to go through the divorce proceedings or was going through the divorce proceedings he wanted the kids but the the doctor the doctors the lawyers and the judge obviously said that she needs to stay or the kids were going to stay with her because they were you know underage and stuff like that and and i mean to be honest my dad and my uncle really didn't want to go back with with their they, they wouldn't have wanted to live with him just because of the kind of person that he was and the things that he did to them. And so she, she also told us that, you know, when they were kids, he would uh, take them to the store that he worked at and he would put, you know, uh, stuff that they sold there in the store into their backpacks and would send them home. So basically he was using his kids, like, you know, mules. Yeah. To steal stuff from the store, you know? And, uh, so then apparently what happened too was the during the divorce proceedings they also spoke to the ki- the kids my uncle and my grand my father sorry and they asked them you know or they told my 
father and my uncle told them about an instance where they saw my uncle talking to these hitmen, I guess, that he sent to them, that he gave them a map of how to get into the house, like how they could get in, where she was at and stuff like that. And they used that and they tried to to go in or at least one that one man did one man went in there tried to kill her had a knife to her throat and everything and uh again she woke up and started fighting him off and he took off running and and you know he was trying to jump the fence and he grabbed uh she grabbed the man by the leg and wasn't letting him go and apparently she ended up messing him up pretty good because a few days later i think uh my dad and uh my grandmother ended up seeing this man in the uh at the bus stop and he kind of like tried to, you know, avoid eye contact and, and stuff like that. But, you know, that was another instance where or just to show you the kind of person that he was, you know, and the type of person that my grandmother is, too. True. Yes. Um, but so, you know, one of the things that I asked her was, you know, she she's a, a person who's always been at least for the entire time I've been alive. She's always been super religious you know, faithfully going to church, like praying every day, every morning, every night. Um, So I asked her, I'm like, what was it like living, you know, like being someone with so much faith and then like living with or being married to someone who's got faith in like the complete opposite of what you believe in, you know, if she was scared or or anything like that. And her answer was always, no, I was just angry. I I was always angry because we could never we could never catch a break. There's always just so much negativity because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, the thing that she ended with afterwards was once, you know, the divorce was over and every, you know, he was already out of the picture is this orb started appearing and it would appear from like the back door and kind of go through, you know, the kitchen and the living room and, and then just float out the door. Um, and this would happen, she said, regularly, like pretty much every night, like around eight ish, mm. like around that time. Between she just, seven and nine. Yeah, seven and nine. Um, and and it wasn't just her that saw it. I mean, my uncle and my dad have seen it. I remember them telling me this story too. And I asked her again, like, were it, was it scary? Like, did that scare you? And she's like, no, it was more of like a curious thing. Um, but I I felt good. And she says, you know, that somebody told her that it was probably an angel and. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, you guys know we've talked about angels before. And I mean, it's quite possible that it was, you know, Michael, because he is the the angel of, you know, for protection. And, you know, recently she's told us about, you know, a couple of procedures she's had to have and that both times she's had the presence of uh, Raphael uh, with her. And, you know, uh, we've talked about Raphael as well, being the angel of like, you know, health and medicine medicine and 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 he was with her for those procedures. And uh, for that first procedure, we got some we, we got some good news. And she had told me, you know, I saw Michael. I'm sorry. I saw Raphael before I I went into the procedure. Or I don't remember if she said before or after. But she said that she saw him. So, yeah, uh, we ended up getting some good news, I guess, from, from that uh, procedure. And then uh, this last procedure she had, um, she also... Uh, said that she had an experience with with Raphael, and uh, so we're hoping to get some good news as well. So, yeah, well, I mean, by the time it... this comes out, we'll probably have gotten that news already. But right now, we're, we haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, well, her name isn't Maria de los Angeles for nothing, right? Yeah. All right, and that was pretty much our grandmother's uh, stories and things that she had to tell us about what our grandfather was like and what he was into um we're actually going to be getting my dad into right mm-hmm. we're actually going to be getting our dad in here uh for a super quick interview as well and he, his will be in english so no need to fast forward or skip to a certain timestamp. all right guys so now who we have our father on here uh, and he's going to today, we're going to get him on later so that he can talk about some of his own experiences. But what we want today is for him to talk a little bit about the stories, I guess. Pertain to our grandfather. Yeah. Pertain to our grandfather, what our grandmother was saying and stuff like that. Um, so I guess, well, dad, if you want to introduce yourself. Oh, hello, my, I'm dad, uh, Joe, Joe Connor. How long have you known this for, dad? 
guy. A very long time, yeah. I think I've known you for about 32 years. Something like that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dad, basically what Grandma, just a real real quick recap is what she went over was about, you know, stuff moving inside the house when you guys were outside. Uh, a, a man that she saw, uh, satanic books or black magic books that she found. She talked to us about the time that apparently uh, my our grandfather or your father tried to kill her at a beach that you guys apparently were there. I don't know if you remember that. Um, and uh, orb of light, very bright. So uh, I guess the first thing is if you could tell us about a little bit about those sounds that you guys would hear when you guys like weren't in the house. Yeah, I know it was pretty kind of freaky because, you know, we would be at our uh, next door neighbors and, and back in the time, you know, we didn't have air con and so forth. So, I mean, we pretty much, you know, would have all the, the windows and, and doors, you know, open pretty much just screened. So you could pretty much hear what, you know, things were going on in the neighborhood, you know, uh, people outside talking and, you know, because people would be outside, you know, because it was, you know, more comfortable and so forth. So, yeah, we would be uh, at our neighbor's and, you know, watching TV or whatnot, and we could hear, you know, movement of furniture uh, in our house. And, you know, the houses were, they're wooden, uh, wooden floors and so forth. So, uh, and, and most of the furniture were, were pretty much wood too. So, you know, it would, you know, really, uh, you could really hear the sounds as, you know, furniture was being moved around. So, yeah, it would kind of freak us out. And, you know, we'd rush over there to see who was there, or what was going on, and to see everything still in place, you know, and, and like, wow, okay, that was freaky. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool to hear it because, like, obviously you weren't, you were, you weren't listening to when we were recording with grandma right now, you were in another room and then, but for you to have like, say basically the same thing, almost exactly the same thing, you know, is, is cool because it just kind of, you know, confirms those things that it, it makes it more real, I guess, you know, that two people having the exact same experience, you know what I mean? And how often did that happen? Like, was it, it just happened twice or was it kind of a regular thing? No, it was kind of a regular thing. Like I said, we would, you know, like I said, back in the day, I mean, there wasn't much on, on TV like there is now. So, you know, we, we mingle with the neighbors, you know, we would be, you know, playing outside as, as kids, you know, we'd be out there playing uh, different little things at, uh, you know, in the evening and, and at nighttime even, especially during the summer months, you know, uh, we'd be playing touch or, you know, some other games, hide and seek type, you know, and so forth. And um, yeah, I mean, we would be at the neighbors and like, uh, like I said, you know, you could hear everything and, and, and to be hearing those sounds, like, like I said, that would, you know, really kind of freak us out and, you know, to, to be hearing that, you know, and like I said, it was, it was often. So then she also started talking to us about like this black figure that she had seen. Did you guys ever see anything like that in the house or in the backyard or? I I never saw it in the house. My experiences with that was in in the backyard, uh, you know. And we would uh, we had a lot of uh, bushes and so forth uh, structures in the in the backyard. So you know there'd be shadows because we had a, a lamp post in the back which, you know, would offer some lighting. And we also had, you know, lights uh, in the back, or one light, actually, uh, that would, you know, shine to the back. And, I mean, it would kind of freak us out. And, I mean, I would prefer to have the light on pretty much all the time, you know, because, of to me, it would help keep the shadow away, you know. And, and it was, a, you know, a dark, figure you know it was faceless you know you just would see a a black shadow you know almost you know cape-like you know 
wearing individual. You know, you could see the silhouette, but it, very was, it wasn't very well defined. And again, like I said, you know, you, you couldn't see a face to it. You know, just darkness, you know. I wonder mm -hmm. if that's like essentially the same thing that Grandma was seeing. I mean, because you said it was outside in the backyard too when she saw it. So I wonder if it's just this black hooded yeah. figure hanging out in the backyard, maybe, you know, because of what he dug underneath that tree. And, and where that lamppost is that I think you're talking about that. I want to say it's the same lamppost yeah. that's still there. Yeah. And if it's, if it's that same lamppost, that's about where that spot is that I think grandma was talking about. She, she saw that figure. So, I mean, you know, cause she didn't mention the lamppost, but where you're talking about of, of that lamppost, that's, around where she's mentioned that she's seen that figure too. So, I mean, that also kind of like, yeah. you know, brings yeah. everything together. Yeah. Cause we, we used to have, like I said, you know, uh, you know, plants that my mom had and so forth. They were, you know, kind of high, uh, but there was like a, a, an open path, you know, through there. And, and that's where you would kind of see the, well, I would see the, the, the shadowy figure, was almost in that open path, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be, you know, unobstructed. Uh, obstructed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that, like I said, that's why it was, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, as a child, you know, it would kind of freak you out. And you didn't even want to look out the window because you were afraid that, you know, you would see that deal. And like I said, that's why I always, you know, would make sure that we had a, you know, a light, a light on or, or you know always had a light on because you know it would give us a little bit more peace of mind did you ever like walk down that path in the morning or during the day and see like you know what was back there or what you all saw oh yeah i mean we'd go check it out see if we would see any kind of markings footprints and stuff like that you know that nature and mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah, and, that, that, and that's what would give you that, you know, chilly, you know, that yeah, eerie, chilly feeling, you know. When you would see this yeah. thing, though, were, was it that, like, you were uh, afraid or, or freaked out because it was just a shadowy figure, or was it, like, giving off this vibe of just evil? You know, I, I guess as a kid, as a child, you know, that's hard to... to think of it that way like i say, it just gave you fear you know you just like you're seeing the structure out there that y you can't comprehend what it is and and like i said you can't you know see uh, actual facial you know features and and so forth and you know it just lingers on there for a little bit and then all of a sudden you know it just disappears you know it goes away you know and so like I said, that's what the freaky portion of it was, you know. I wonder if, like, because, um, you know, us as humans, like, psychologically, we have to put faces to everything. Like, we look for faces in a tortilla, the Virgin Mary, you know what I mean? Or, like, on a piece of toast, there's Jesus. Like, we were always, like, as humans, our brains want to find faces. So when we see things like shadow figures that don't have faces, I feel like, that's even scarier because it's like there's supposed to be a face there and there's nothing. And I wonder if that's more of like just like a psychological or, you know, puts fear in you a little bit more than something else. Yeah, pretty much so. I mean, that's, you know, that was uh, the freaky portion of it that, like I said, you, you're seeing this figure there. And uh, like I said, you can't say it's somebody that you know, somebody that you recognize, you know, it's just a dark shadow, you know, faceless, dark shadow. Yeah. Well, uh, I can't, I can't imagine trying to see like, or seeing that. Like I, I like you said, I, I'd probably want to have like the light on the entire time. Cause no, sir, not me. Yeah, no. And even at night at, at the house, you know, it, it, you know, it would be scary, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, back in the day, there wasn't too many, night lights like there is now you know so mm -hmm. yeah it was pitch dark you know at night so yeah um i know grandma also was mentioning about any books did you ever see these books or was it something that she kind of tried to keep from you guys i guess pretty much she she you know kept it from us you know i don't recall 
you know, seeing uh, any any books or anything like that. And um, so, no, no, I never got the opportunity to, to look at them or examine anything of that nature. What about, because um, mm-hmm. you mentioned him doing rituals, like locking himself in a room and, you know, this doing rituals. Do you remember any of that at all? Well, I mean... I mean, he did things, like I said, there are certain things that he was rather private and, you know, didn't share with us. Um, so, you know, he would do his thing. And us as kids, we really didn't think much of it at the time because uh, we were doing our own thing, you know, uh, whether, you know, maybe trying to, you know, watch some TV at the time or whatnot, you know, so. Yeah, like I said, as a kid, you know, we wouldn't think much of it, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, we've now going back and thinking like, oh, well, yeah, I guess it was kind of weirdish and, you know, strange that, you know, he would do these th- deals and so forth. And I mean, later on in life, you know, finding out that, you know, some of the things that he was involved in and uh, the, maybe some stories and, you know, some of the things as, as adults. You know, uh, and with you guys, you know, as, as kids, you know, some of the things that, you know, we experienced and 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 saw and so forth that, you know, also, you know, put, you know, two and two together, you know. Okay, well, this is kind of news to me. So I, I want to come back to this, but I, I want to finish kind of corroborating, not corroborating, but like comparing, you know, or like having you talk about what grandma talks to us and then we'll talk about about us as kids with him and this and that because i want to know more about that because i know like i said i remember a few things about him being there but i don't remember a lot you know so i do want to go back to that but she again mentioned that about the him trying to drown her do you remember that at all i don't know she didn't say how old they were Mm -hmm. no i I, that i don't recall i I do recall that there was a an attempt uh on her life um while we were there in the home one night we'd been working out in the yard and uh i don't know what time it was it was in the morning hours whereas uh because we all kind of slept in the, in the in the same room uh we, we know in our in our beds you know my my brother and i we shared a bed and my mom you know had her her bed and uh we were you know grouped together and then uh so it was a, a you know big room and i recall waking up one night and and i see this figure uh you know struggling you know and then uh, i like so we were you know knocked out and to to you know finally figured out that there was somebody there inside the house and and uh, where my mom's bed was and then you know uh there's a, a fight, you know, a struggle going on. And, uh, you know, my mom uh, battling with this guy. And uh, finally, uh, he tears down through the door that we had and runs out the back. And my mom, you know, chasing after him because, you know, my mom was, you know, vicious back then, you know. She's still vicious now. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, just a little slower, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then uh, I finally we you know we we called the police and everything, and uh, they came by, um, and um, I had taken off, and then uh, I ended up uh, to, to a like a bikeathon type of thing for uh, raising money, and when I returned, uh, the police was there again, and apparently uh, my mom when she was cleaning the bed found a knife, you know. So he was trying to stab her, cut her, you know, do something. And then, uh, you know, like on the weekend, I remember uh, we were going to go to to Mexico, uh, and we were waiting for the bus. And this guy comes around, and they drop him off there at the bus stop. And uh, we, the bus finally comes around, and and we, you know go into the bus but he doesn't climb in and then I was looking at him and I kind of recognized the the person uh the hair he had like uh like an afro like 
you know, in short, Afro-like hair, you know, uh, and it was dark complexion and so forth, and this guy fit the bill. And uh, as and 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 earlier, I had seen where where they dropped him off, and the car took off, and at a distance, I I saw the vehicle park uh, in a house, so they were you know they lived close by, and like I said, you know I I recognized the guy to to be you know possibly and he was limping, and the thing the reason he was limping was when he. Uh, was trying to escape from the house. Uh, we had a, a you know hurricane fa- fence type, and and it's got some sharp uh, uh, edges at the top. And he tried to jump. My mom had grabbed him, and uh, he uh, jammed his leg into the the spikes, and uh, and he finally was able to, you know, pull himself over the fence. So he was limping. So like I said, he fit the description of possibly the person that had, you know, made an attempt on my mom. And I knew of another attempt uh, on a vehicle where they tried to uh, uh, take him off the uh, the road uh, also. Uh, I knew about that attempt, you know, with her and my neighbor uh, that, you know, she was friends with and she was my godmother. Uh, like I said, the, she had a big old, you know, Cadillac from back then and they tried to, you know, take him off the road, but, you know, it didn't work. So that was another attempt on him. So basically, Grandpa was kind of a crappy person. He had his issues. All right, guys. Well, that was our two interviews in one with our father and our grandmother. Um, That was it, guys. That was, that was our grandfather. Our grandfather's history. Basically, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was... A lot more that people could tell us about him, but uh, that's basically it, man. Like he just wasn't the best person, and I don't know if I don't know if his attitude had anything to do with what he was doing, or Vice if versa. that was just you know the way he was. But I mean, apparently they experienced a lot. Um, because of what he he was was into and like we've asked before i would it's quite possible that's why we experience a lot of the stuff that we've experienced as well yeah i honestly kind of wish that we could have gotten our hands on those books i just want to know what exactly they were not to look through them or do anything with them but just to see like was it like La Santa Muerte? Was it, you know, just like Satanism? Like what what was it that he was doing or trying to do, you know, or getting himself into? I do kind of wish that I could have known him like older as an older, like me being older, just so that I could just get awesome. inside his head because, yeah. I mean, not that I don't believe what they tell me, but it's just, I can't, be- I can't imagine a person just being that evil, evil. Yeah. You know, um, I don't but know. at the same time, I'm glad that I don't really know him. Yeah, uh, that's true. I'm pretty sure. I I'm, yeah, it honestly just even feels weird calling him Grandpa. Grandpa, because mm-hmm. he never really was. But what else no. do you call him? Uh, but yeah, all right. That's our grandfather's history for you guys. Yeah, guys. I mean, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This I know it's going to run a little bit longer than some of our other episodes, but we just wanted to make sure that you guys got a good idea because you did ask. Um, about him we wanted you to have a good idea of what he was like and what you know he was into so that's that's it um we hope you enjoyed it guys uh as always you know if you have any stories that you want to talk to us about go ahead and reach out to us on social media you can uh do that by sending us a message to our instagram which is at we believe do you podcast our Twitter, which is at WBDY podcast uh, on Facebook. We are, we believe do you with a question mark, or you could also get us at, at we believe do you podcast on Facebook. Uh, our email is we believe do you at gmail.com. And you can send us um, your written stories, your written stories in English or Spanish, and we'll translate them to you uh, or for, for you guys. 
also check out our YouTube channel, which is We Believe to You with a question mark. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple uh, Podcasts or iTunes. We have three five-star reviews. That's crazy. I didn't know there was three people that listened to us. Right? And it wasn't us? Yeah. No, definitely wasn't me. Um, but yeah, guys, so send those in. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories. As always, a judgment-free zone here. We want to hear from you because we believe. Do you? Thank you.